Cyberpunk Red, The Dark Future. The year is 2045, and our edge runners Shade, Shift, Oni, and Carl have just come off a major job with their rocker boy friend Mizuki. They've got a new job in front of them, and a new game master at the head of the table. In this campaign arc, a sequel to the Lucy in the Sky bonus campaign from Massive Damage Adventures Season 4, Ian takes the chrome chair, and I join as a player. This will be about a 20-episode mini-campaign, with each episode being 40 to 60 minutes. Our intro music is Challenge Day by Mindbender, and the background music is Sirenscape's official Cyberpunk Red soundscapes. If you're interested in running your own Cyberpunk Red campaign virtually, get yourself a free Roll20 account at Roll20.net and pick up the Cyberpunk Red Roll20 edition for $39.99 US. Got a physical copy of Red and still want to use the virtual table? No problem, Chum. The character sheet is free. You've just got to do the extra legwork to load your maps, assets, and Machiavellian schemes. And, as you jack into the digital streets of Night City, don't forget the Edge Runner's rules. Style over substance. Attitude is everything. Live on the edge. Break the rules. This short campaign sponsored by Roll20. So we played the Cyberpunk Red quick uh, jump start in a previous season, and then we played a short campaign that I run, and now we are playing another short campaign, this time with the same characters from the previous one, but with our good friend Ian as the game master. And I was told Ooh. I must I was told I must include the words nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak in this script. <laughs> Ian, please take it away. Alright. Uh so welcome everybody to the second of hopefully many campaign arcs. Um I have a lot of ideas. I started thinking I didn't have any ideas, and then I started listening to podcasts and I found one and I found I think a vein of them. So uh if uh you are listeners to this podcast and not players, I would encourage you to Google uh Homestead, and I think you'll find a really interesting Wikipedia article uh about my inspiration for this game. Uh there are various different themes that are all up in what I like. Uh, so there's going to be themes of corporations. There's going to be themes of labor and unions. There's going to be themes of corruption and all sorts of different things here. This is going to be a really interesting campaign. One that I think is going to turn a few heads and one that I think is going to surprise some people. Uh, so without further ado, uh, just before I hand it off to Jen, who will describe where we are going, first of all, uh, I will just say that in-universe, my previous character, uh, Mizuki Muratagi, wins the lottery, uh, gets all the guns she wants, uh, has a number one hit record now that I am the DM. Uh, Merrick, you cannot stop me. These are all in canon until you recover it and take them all away. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's absolutely what happened, 100%. Uh, so, uh, when last we met our intrepid uh, edge runners, uh, they had just completed a... Uh, rather violent and personal job for Mizuki. Uh, one of her exes had come to visit um, and had to be put down, unfortunately. Uh, Mizuki took some time away from the group after that, while everyone decided to try and figure out how to how to spend the loot you had acquired. We'll get to that in a second. But first, uh, because this is going to be a campaign, so we'll have some idea of progression, I'd like to hear from every player in terms of something that's changed, maybe something visible, like something invisible that's changed about your character, and what you got up to in the roughly three to four weeks since it's been since the last campaign. So let's start with Carl. Why are we starting with Carl? That's not alphabetically in somebody. time. Or... 
Actually, it is alphabetically. Damn it. Everyone else has got names that are way further in the alphabet. Different about Carl. Uh, he's more cybered. He's cybermaned up. Uh, he's got muscle graft, so that's probably visible all over his skin. Uh, he's got cybernetic eyeballs now, so that looks cool. They don't do cool things, though. I mean, they do cool things, they just don't, like, glow. Uh, Personality-wise, pretty much the same. It takes a lot to shake a Carl. Sounds good. Um, actually, in retrospect, you are not the first person alphabetically, but more on that later. Uh, let's go with Oni next. Uh, Oni, how have you changed your character? Uh, physically, if people see something after seeing you for a few weeks, or even just bearing your personality, how has the following weeks changed Oni? Oni has also gotten a lot of cyberware. Um, his eyes can, if he wants them to glow, and he can turn them off. Uh, yeah, his eyes are cybered to allow for low-light vision as or infrared vision and also anti-flare um, muscle graft as well, along with some the interface implant. What was the? Hold on, a sec. let me get the actual wording. Oh yes, the implanted linear frame sigma. So basically, he's super augmented himself. He's a lot tougher. Personality-wise, he's actually colder. Than he normally than he was before, sort of more distance. Although it hasn't evolved to the point of sort of detachment. He was never a people's person, and he's even less of a people's person now. That's all. Uh, I'm sensing all the extra cyberware has had a, a little bit of a psychological effect. Would you say you've lost humanity as a result? Uh, all right. So, uh, you spoke up. So shade, uh, you will go next, uh, a personality trait, something different physically. How will people have seen the last three weeks marked on you? Consequences for speaking? How dare. <laughs> uh, shade looks more or less the same. She hasn't changed a lot about herself, though. If you see her working, you will notice she does finally have a built-in med scanner. I mean, she already had the arm. Now the med scanner is in it. Sometimes you got to do these things in pieces. And she has a much nicer gun and some other neat pieces of tech. She didn't get the cyber eyes. She did buy a pair of smart glasses that do some similar things. And uh, she had some other plans uh, for the last few weeks. However, instead, she accidentally sort of a little got kidnapped. A little. Oh. By, uh, a little kidnapped. Well, she did get paid. To be kidnapped. No, no. She was kidnapped by a small group of maelstromers to do work for them while they were having a, a, a bit of a dust-up with one of the other gags. So, like, there wasn't a lot of choices about leaving. But after a few weeks, when it was over, she did get paid for her work. She's still kind of grumpy about it. Fair. But, hey, she did learn a few things. All right. Um, so the last member of our party, uh, uh, audience will know that we have one person left to be introduced, uh, is sh uh, Shift. So Shift, what have you done in the past couple of weeks? How has it marked you? Well, you can tell that uh, Shift now has the coolest piece of uh, cyberware that 
$22,000 can buy. Yep. Is it definite? Is it lady parts? Uh, I tell you tell me what's the coolest thing I can buy for $2,000. It's a question mark, question mark, question mark. It is currently being resolved. Once we observe it, we'll know exactly what it is. Like Schrodinger's cyber. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but over she hasn't done much. She's uh, been getting jobs, sending out net runners, and uh, doing her biz. So, actually, uh, Shade is where we start our story. Um, I would just like to point out before we start, though, that uh, I had a problem that I raised in the last podcast about progression, and I decided to kind of share my solution because I think it's kind of cool. Uh, rather than force the players to work on upgrading their role ability, which is kind of the reason why you pick a particular role, instead, what we are going to do is we are going to upgrade. Uh, each character's rolled ability one step for every campaign arc that they complete alive. Uh, if you're dead, no more upgrades. So that leaves them free <laughs> to spend their investment points in whatever they want, um, while still feeling like they are progressing as a solo or as a fixer or as a medic. Uh, I like it. Oni does, does, not, does not get to progress, just to be clear. Those are the only three that get to progress. So I'm a solo. All right, so Shay's where we're going to start our story because I asked some questions of uh, Shade previously, and I think she's probably forgotten that. So you all see a message from Shade appear on your agent because you had not only um, you had not only escaped with some eddies, you had also escaped with a whole bunch of loot from Noel's uh, penthouse apartment, uh, and Shade has been trying to find a place to try and defend it. Are you sure that's me? Uh, shift, shift. There are okay. names that are too close. Shift has been trying to fence it. And so Shift has sent you a message. Uh, shift, uh, who are we going to? We had a WhatsApp conversation about this. I know I was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Uh, we are going to Lolia Spark. Yeah, Lolia Spark. So I've just shared Lolia with you. Uh, I am going to do three bullet points for everything. You can read them uh, if you wish. They're a little bit of personality. You are heading to a coffee shop slash bistro known as It. It is the It place to be. It has the best food. It has like a really nice kind of casual atmosphere. Uh, but it's got plenty of cyber tech all over the place. Like it's got like hollow screens and things. It seems very fun and functional. And unlike a lot of places like high-end clubs, it's hard to feel out of place here because Lilia is just so warm. You all kind of truck in, and she immediately like stops what she's doing and runs over uh, to go see Shift. And she goes, Shift, Shift, Shift! You would not believe the week I've had! Oh, was it really fucked up? No, it was fantastic! So, first, uh, my chef got shot, uh, oh. which wasn't the greatest. But it turns out he was stealing from me. And also, the sous chef made so much better risotto. Like, you have to try it. That's really good luck. Do you want your normal table? Yes, please. So, uh, uh, Lolia leads you into, like, an area that's kind of in the back. You can see that there are a, uh, a series of these larger metal doors. Um, kind of like the swing doors that you see in some kind of trendy tre uh, restaurants. Except they may appear to be made out of like a, a blast shielding. So they're very intensive, but they still kind of swing back and forth. And every once in a while, a cook or a, a waiter or a, a member of staff will come out. And you can see in the back, there is a armed guard directly behind them. 
so she sits down. She she sits down. She does not shit down. <laughs> uh, and she immediately menus pop up in front of everyone, and she says, "Please, please, please! It's on the house. What do you want?" Uh, before shift sits, she's gonna give um, Lolia um, like a kiss on each cheek, which is very oh, weird yeah. for shift. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's like. It's probably worn awkwardly on shift, but on Lolia, it's very much like beautific. Like, ah, yes, of course, darling. So what is everyone ordering for food? Oh, risotto for sure, for me. Uh, something simple and plain. Like, uh, <laughs> like a chicken dinner kind of thing? Pretty much, something basic. Pretty sure chickens are outlawed. That is a good point. Uh, but you so, could probably get it at it. You just get soylent. So uh, she sits down um, and uh, almost immediately a drink's placed in front of her and she kind of cups it in one hand. Um, and she starts kind of making small talk. Uh, so, uh, why why have you come to my fine establishment uh, today, Shift? It's great to see you. Oh, wait, sorry. Gifts first, as always. Uh, and she reaches down from under the table and she slides a small uh, pink box towards you. It's got a, a, a blue ribbon on it. Aww. Uh, Leah, thank you. I Can I, do I open it now? I mean, if you want to, I picked it specially for you. I think you're really going to like this one. I rip it open. Uh, so you tear it open and inside of it is a spoon. Um, unlike some of the other gifts you've been given in the past, this spoon is, um, like, not adorned in any way. Usually they have some sort of, like, uh, um, decoration on them, but this one just looks to be, like, a kitchen spoon. And she looks, and Lolia is looking at you with, like, a barely restrained glee. <laughs> uh, is it at least small? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a small spoon, like one okay, you might use for a my other spoons. Uh, uh, I mean... Do you like it? I don't hate it. Oh, right, of course. You don't know the story. So, legend has it that that spoon was the one that the Joan Jett used to stir her coffee on the day she died. No fucking way. Yes fucking way. Wow, how'd you get this? Oh, we've known each other long enough. I have my ways. Please, don't ask me about business. It's it's amazing. I, I don't know if my gift will stack up, but here you go. And it's, like, uh, really shittily wrapped. Um, she opens it up with, like, great care. And it is something we stole from that house. What's something cool we stole? I'd go with like a small but exquisite painting or like a small statuette or something. Oh, yeah, like, we. I think we stole something like that. It was either a small statuette or like a painting or something. I'm going to give her a small statuette of a naked lady. The uh, severed she, hand of that lady. Uh, she, she looks at it, she unwraps it, and she's immediately like taken back. She's like, oh, I don't think I've seen one of these for some time. And then she like looks at the naked lady, she kind of holds it up and like covers her breasts slightly with a finger like and like kind of smiles at you like oh you know like oh this is 
untoward or something, uh, and then <laughs> dissolves into laughter. <laughs> yeah, we got it from a dead chick. A dead chick? Tell me more. Well, she wasn't when we first got it. Yeah. No, she was after. When we got it, she was dead. Oh my god. Carl, tell her about the robot. He wasn't a robot. He, he was, was... He was a dude. There was a brain in there somewhere. Not much. Yeah, Not much on. left. Certainly wasn't rocket proof. <laughs> to be fair, not many of us are. That's so point. that's where you've been these past few weeks. Uh, I know you dropped off the map, but I knew you were on a job, and I didn't want to pry, obviously. So is that why you've come to, to it, to sell some wares? Yeah, we got some pretty sweet loot we need to fence. Uh, so you spend the next couple of minutes kind of going over the manifest you have. You would not You would know you don't bring stuff to her. You would bring it later on. And then she would take it at that point and give you your, your eddies. Uh, and as you kind of go through it, she gets more and more concerned with the stuff that's coming in. And she says, darling, I'm, this is going to be hard to move. I mean, I, I understand. I just thought I'd come to the best and you can do what you can. At that, she kind of like looks at you as kind of like a, you're pulling this kind of button again. And then just kind of like smiles at you and says, all right. Okay. Uh, if you beam the manifest to me, um, I'll take a look. All right. In time, food and drinks are on the house. Thanks. So we'll just absolute shit. Takes one to no one, babe. Uh, and with that, she kind of walks back in, and like your food comes out immediately, like to the point where it can't have been a chance that you walked back there, and then your food came. Once that Lolia knew you had like something to offer, uh, then you got your free food and drink, uh, and it's placed in front of you. It's really good. The meal is excellent. Um, Ten minutes in, someone starts playing like live music in the corner. It's not atrocious, which is great. Um, and then she kind of comes back out, uh, and she's got, like, her own agent. She's got uh, a rather, like, nice-looking computer that she kind of pulls up and says, Well, I think I might be able to help you out. See, uh, I did trace all of this stuff, naturally, you know. Wanted to make sure it wasn't stolen. Mm -hmm. um, before you got it, of course. I, we know what happened. Uh mm -hmm. And I think I can fence this for about 3,000 eddies each. Um, but it's going to take a little bit of doing because most of this is art I'm going to have to resell on another continent because they're looking for it. So I figure that you do a job for me and I will sell this and give you all the proceeds for the job as well. How's that sound? Um... I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I can we get to give you know? Do we get to hear the job first? I don't like to promise, but I can't deliver. Oh, for sure, absolutely. You have to be Jasmine. Um, do Do you want to talk to her then? Uh, I'm gonna look at the rest of you guys to see if everyone's like making faces. Oni gives just, just a slight nod, or sort of like a all right. Carl's is two thumbs up. Shade is kind of giving a cautious, yeah, okay, Let, let's check it out. Well, fuck, let's thing. do it then. Definitely a good thing you said yes, because otherwise I'd have to quickly go write another hook. Uh, 
No! Bye! Uh, so she, uh, puts her agent down on the table and, like, uh, it connects to the table and the hollow thing that's on the was projecting the menu, uh, projects, um, some blurs over your faces, um, and not one over Lolia's. Uh, and then she starts connecting to someone, uh, and, um, a bunch of, like, routing information connects on the screen. She's connecting to, like, some, uh, person over the net really far away. And it's, like, currently, like, going to them. Uh, and then a person pops up on the screen. Uh, a rather aggressive-looking woman uh, pops up, uh, and she is currently holding onto the like ride bar of what appears to be an AV with an open window, and there's jungle flying on underneath her. And she kind of looks at the agent, which is um, in some form of like of the AV there. And she goes, ah, Lilia, uh, what uh, do I have the pleasure for? And Lilia turns to you and says, I th think that uh, I might have a crew that wants to do this job you brought to my attention. Can you tell them about it? And so uh, the lady who's wearing a Militech uniform turns to you and says, uh, of course, um, standard operating procedure, of course, applies. I will only tell you so much and you can decide if you want to take the job. Um, I pride myself on my forthrightness, though, and so I will tell you everything there is to know. You might have been watching the news, um, and there is a petrochem factory called Homestead that has been experiencing, shall you say, a labor shortage. Um, they have rioted and kicked out all the petrochem staff, which, as a uh, member of Militech, uh, pleases me greatly. Uh, however, I was contacted by a member of the union. Uh, and they wish to have Militech hire a group of edge runners, hopefully yourselves, to help them through this labor dispute. Uh, naturally, as one of our heavy manufacturing rivals, anything that hurts Petrochem helps Militech. So I want you to go there and to hurt them. I want this union issue to be dealt with not in the favor of Petrochem. Hmm. So I kill uh, everybody, or...? Oh, no. Gosh, no. I don't want you to make a mess of things, after all. Uh, I want this to be a blow to Petrochem. I don't want this to be an ugly situation. I want this to be them losing. Perfect. I want this union blow it up. to Sounds pass. good. Don't listen I'm, to him. I might have what? work for you once this job is done, if that <laughs> is what you want. She said blow. No, Carl. That's not what you meant. Happen. Blow like punching, well, but metaphorically. Yes, exactly. Um, I think she wants us to go and encourage a, a bit of a worker strike. Uh, yes, I want uh, this union to succeed in their efforts in unionizing this facility. Uh, Homestead is the crown jewel of Petrochem's heavy manufacturing empire, and I would like it to not be. So anti-anti-union busting. Um, okay, a sorry, I have a clarifying question uh, about this job. Do you want the factory intact? Oh, they're the only source of biosteel uh, in the world, so of course. They ship to Militech along with various other corps. You're going to get us more information once we sign on, but just before we can make the decision, how fucking likely is it that we're all going to be horribly killed? Like, Percentage. 
no more so than any other job. However, I will say that there have been, at this point, 150 casualties in the past two weeks at Homestead, though most of those have been security forces firing into unarmed civilians. Uh, however, much to my delight, those unarmed civilians quickly became armed when they ran over the security positions and began to evict the security forces forcefully. Thankfully, all of those armed rioters will ostensibly be on your side. So odds of corporate security uh, getting in scuffles with them, probably pretty high. Kill as many petrochems as you can. Uh, all right. Odds Seems of like armed kind backup, of pretty good. You guys, we're in. Sounds good. Sounds good. Excellent. Uh, I only have about five minutes before I get to the LZ. So um, any other final questions? And then I will uh, get to the last part that I need to tell you about. Carl. Yes, uh, the explosions. Uh, where is it? You don't have it? to put your hand up, by the way. You can just talk. Where, where is it? Uh, so you know that Homestead is a large factory complex that houses approximately 100,000 workers, their families, and support staff on the outside of Night City. It is a massive complex. It is this massive factory of uh, giant factory floors. It has the largest factory floor in the entire world and has associated uh, all different things. It's got malls. It's got residential buildings. It has Petrochem offices on site. It is a installation and a small city rather than just a factory. Damn. I want to work uh, So it produces a material called BioSteel, which is a hyper-strong version of steel that you can run a current through, and much like a muscle, it will actually contract, increasing its tensile strength. Cool. This is the only place on the Earth that can manufacture this material currently. Wizards. Yes, precisely. Uh, seven level 20 wizards, um, all in a ritual circle. At all times of the day, there are six of them in at all times, and they rotate one every uh, one-sixth of the day. So, oh. She says, all right, uh, very well. Uh, she uh, transfers um, um, uh, some data to you, including the location for Homestead, and a, uh, a badge that you are supposed to read to the guards of uh, Homestead, who are just people with guns at this point. Uh, to hopefully get you entrance. She says, uh, all right, so some information on the ground. Uh, what happened in the past couple of weeks, as near as our intelligence divisions can tell, is that a particular union leader started to basically get everyone together. There was a labor incident where uh, 10 workers died uh, in an accident. Um, and this labor union leader, a man named Hugh Donnelly, decided that he would start stirring things up. He quickly became uh, the executive of their strike committee and then once the strike committee was formed, it was just a matter of time before an actual general strike was called. Uh, when they attempted to march, the Petrochem staff, uh, yes, uh, general strike, uh, the Petrochem staff fired into the strike, uh, killing several workers, at which point a full-scale riot developed. Over the following four days, um, many people on both sides were killed, and eventually Petrochem staff were driven from the factory by sheer force of arms and willpower. Hugh Donnelly, however, is in hiding after a assassination attempt on his life. Your goal is to find out where Hugh Donnelly is hiding. Um, I have a contact at the factory who can help you do that. Bring him to the factory and, and help him uh, buoy union forces and throw Petrochem out for good. Some of their executives and security staff are holed up in their offices. So sorry, he is hiding, not there. He is at a, uh, a safe house provided by Militech. Um, in Night City. Got it. 
However, it is incredibly likely you will be watched. Um, there have been scabs among the uh, staff at Homestead. And so it is likely that you'll be monitored and that you will have to fight your way back to Homestead, which is why we needed edge runners. And once he is there, I would expect that there will be numerous attempts on his life. So you will have to keep him safe. Uh, Hugh Donnelly is the face of the movement. If it is to succeed, he must be preserved. Escort quest, come on. Uh, when I wrote down uh, the uh, idea for the campaign, I literally started with the party can attack, but can they protect? <laughs> no. Yeah, they have to ask me no. Might be a real short campaign. We'll see. <laughs> we walk on, he just gets his head blown off. And we're like, oh, well, why? Right. That'll just create a branching path where we have to disguise one of us as Hugh Donnelly and live a <laughs> double life forevermore to get paid. Uh, one other thing she says, um, I have already hired uh, a netrunner for this mission, um, already at uh, Lilia's operation, um, and uh, he is non-negotiable uh, as far as his operation is concerned. I've worked with him in the past, uh, and if I am trustworthy, you may apply the same trust to him. Uh, and that mm -hmm. Lilia like, pops up and says, like, yeah, yeah, he's in the back. Yeah, Frogger's back there, so... Frogger? That is correct. Frogger is an amazing hacker name, especially in the far future where Frogger will be a matter of video game history. I mean, it already is video game history. Um, There's no way that the O is not a zero. So she... Be, I think you have three, she, goes, yeah. she goes to talk uh, to you and uh, there's a bright flash of light uh, and the sound abruptly cuts out as her whole vehicle shakes. She waits for a second, slightly perturbed, and says, uh, we're approaching the LZ now, so I will have to sign off. Um, my contact uh, at Homestead uh, is a worker named Big P. If you talk to them, uh, they will absolutely tell you where Hugh is. Uh, They're the one that, the enterprising worker that um, hired Militech essentially to protect Hugh. Uh, knowing, of course, of all rivalry with them. Uh, I would ask you to treat them with the utmost respect, uh, uh, and I expect they will be quite useful to you. So I just, Jennifer, as a player, so we have to go to Homestead to meet Big P and then leave Homestead to go to Night City to get the guy and then bring him back to Homestead? Yeah, and then protect him and do whatever he needs you to do. It's kind of like a guard him until this business is completed. We are facilitating Hugh in his revolt. Can't we just, like, message Big P? Travel. Uh, Jasmine mentions you gotta, that they got to meet Big P face to face. They've cut off all of the lines of communication in and out of the factory, um, and so that was part of the, one of the ways they tried to break the strike was to basically isolate them. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. It's what I would do. Uh, so Lilia kind of looks around and says, uh, any questions? I think I have the rest of the details, Jasmine. And at that point, like, you can see like more explosions are happening outside the AV and it's beginning to rock. And she's just sitting there kind of bored as she's kind of moving back and forth. Um, anybody have any final questions? No, not me. <laughs> what does Big Pete look like? Oh, I have one last question. Um, I understand she wants this rebellion to uh, succeed. But uh, is there an operating budget for this aside from our pay? That's a good um, 
Jasmine uh, uh, looks at you thoughtfully and says, um, I don't think so. I could be tempted to call in an airstrike on your behalf, uh, but the rate of return would have to be very high. And if I submitted any interesting receipts after? <laughs> I would hand you off to my accounting department and nothing scares me more than them. I respect that answer. I actually have two, have the two guys. One, what does Big P look like? And do you want us to smuggle weapons inside? Oh, no. She's, she, she actually laughs. And like The first actual real emotion you've seen on her face. She's like, no, they have weapons, believe me. The problem is one of leadership, not of uh, material. Um, there was an incursion by Petrochem security forces that did not succeed. What does Big P look like, though? Like, got a face? Or... I will put a link in a second. Also, this is cyberpunk, so he might not have a face. Right, and how do we call in this Hail Mary airstrike? Do we just, like, yell? (laughs) Airstrike? Uh, Yeah, just scream uh, upwards. Uh, As long as you're outside, the airstrike will come. Um, And then point at someone. (laughs) She gives you, like, a coded passphrase uh, that anyone who's good at tech should be able to, like, submit to an anonymous web request and then get a Militech airstrike within five minutes. Excuse me, are you fucking kidding me with this picture now? Uh, no, I'm Every I'm single not. person there. I don't see a picture. Where's a picture? I also don't see a picture. Discord chat. In Discord. Ew. Uh, sorry, that's what they were wearing. I, we don't have good files on the staff at Homestead. Petrochem keeps their workers very secret. We've tried to poach many of them. Uh, kidnapping doesn't go so well. So uh, they're quite loyal to their comrades at Homestead. It's a remarkable facility they've developed. All right. Well, we'll figure it out then. So, well, Oni, I'm guessing you're in charge of transportation. How are we traveling to Homestead? Uh, the helicopter really is Homestead. not fitted for as many players. The PCs also, as the there helicopter are. got fucked up. Oh, I got repaired. Oni repaired it. Oh, wait, is it we ours now? Still have a helicopter? It's not ours, it's Oni's. There's oh. a difference. <laughs> well, and is it Oni's or Oni's families? Oni's family pool, but I have rights to it. Yeah, also, Oni, that's not the way we were raised, motherfucker. Are we going to pick up a Netrunner, or are we just saying, let's hop in the car and get out of here? He's here at this restaurant, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but like, we could leave. Uh, Jasmine said he was non-negotiable, and he might be cool... Let's be real. We don't really have anyone here who's really good with computers the way an edge running crew needs. Nope. We really shit the bed on that one. I think we've been so, doing just alive. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good summary. Just alive. Are we going to go meet Frogger? Yes. Yeah. All right, so Lalia... Hop on to the back. Lalia takes you into the back. Uh, you get past the armed guard and the second set of security doors, and into the back is a bunch of people wearing masks and stuff. They're cat- they're categorizing goods and things. They are um, uh, putting, like, priceless paintings into boxes. They're sorting uh, military machinery, all that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, loudly or quietly arguing what's happening. 
Okay, so Frogger is a young guy, like late teens, dark skin, um, short but like thick dreadlocks on the top that like stick up. Uh, he's got kind of like uh, shoulder kind of rigs, like straps with a couple of green LED lights and a little bit of like light armor across the front. He's got a big, heavy backpack that is like snug up to his leg and he's negotiating with one of these fences and saying look 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 no the x63 is not gonna cut it it's the dover 52 or bust i can't believe i have to deal with this guy uh i guess that would be a business role you're a nerd <laughs> all right <laughs> business role i am no good at business can it be a chatty role Maybe I'm better um, at talking. I feel like if you're in the back, you're engaged in business. Let's make a chatty roll to see how well you chatted him up beforehand. Though. Let's make both. Okay, okay. So I've got persuasion, which gets me a 14. And then my business roll. Or maybe trading under social skills. I see one called trading. This is business. He's not offering like uh, a good or service. He's offering money. I don't know business very well. That seems like, you know, uh, in a in a corporate suite negotiating. And so I rolled a natural one. So that'll be um, minus nine on my six. Can't go below my base, but yeah, no, I I get a six. So the the person who you're working with, like, blinks in slow motion as they respond to you. It's just like a. Like, very slow. It's like, no, the price is firm. Look, look, look. I can't do it with an X-63. I'm just not going to be able to pull off the mission. Do I look like I care about your mission? The price is firm. If it's really important to you, maybe you should think about how much you're willing to let it affect your future. Hey, fuckface! At that, the, the guy turns around and then gets, like, mad that he responded to Fuckface. That's your name now, Now you're Fuckface! You turned around to Fuckface! Yeah. That's Did just you your name for everybody! You want that to stop being your nickname, Fuckface? You better sell this kid what he wants at the price he wants. Capiche? Yeah, Fuckface. That, <laughs> that feels like an intimidation check. Um, I'm going to give you a plus two because you are walking in with the boss of the establishment, so... What's the hilarious nickname of Fuckface? I mean, I feel like he starts at either him a disadvantage or us an advantage since he turned <laughs> around to that. Oh, God, I'm Fuckface now. I'm Fuckface forever. You now have to find intimidation, but I don't see it. Social skills, there's persuasion. I think persuasion covers both. Yeah, let's go with persuasion. Sorry, I didn't have it open with me. That's okay. So I, I hit it, and then I add two. That is correct. I got a 15 plus two, so 17. That that is enough. Like he he, this guy looked kind of like flustered, especially because he turned around at fuckface. <laughs> and then he kind of shoots a glance at Lolia, and she just kind of gives him like a nod. And then he like hands it over. Uh, Merrick, what does he hand over? Uh, he hands over a small like thumb sized microchip in like a little plastic casing. And Frogger goes, "Oh, score, fuckface, you, you." don't even know the ground level that you got into 
by pulling off this deal, all right? Frogger does not forget fuckfaces. Hey, hi, I'm Frogger. Who are you? Thanks, Double F. Hey. Uh, yeah, so I'll come up and uh, introduce myself. Like, uh, the name's Frogger. Uh, I super appreciate the uh, uh, weight that you threw around for me. What can I do for you? We're your new fucking crew. Oh, no way! Edge runners for life. Oh no, I can't do this, Shade. <laughs> uh, how old did you say Frogger looks? Like maybe 17, 18, 19, but he's definitely not mature. Shade turns to Shift and says, Okay, okay, I I know exactly what you're feeling right now, but nobody does net running like the kids these days. Yeah, y'all gotta start somewhere. I mean, does does anyone speak kid fuck? You can't speak kid fuck. So, uh, (laughs) Onya shares a glance with Shift, and then basically she's vocalizing all of his internal thoughts. (laughs) He's just not social enough to say it, but there's a look of acknowledgement. I put a picture of him in the Discord chat. Nice. I love it. I love it. Uh, Shade will step forward and shake his hand and uh, just say, I, I, get, I, I get where you're coming from, kid. I think this could go far. Let's not brag about being edge runners until we have some reputation, though. Oh, trust me. I have done some slick shit. You don't, you don't even... So good. Make sure to send them notes about the slick shit. <laughs> Is Frogger on rollerblades? <laughs> uh, Heelys. I bet he's a Heelys guy. Ugh. Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna shoot his legs off by the end of this. Just say, I hate Heelys. I love him. He's like a Lucio Static Shock. That's literally what he is. Yeah, adorable. Let's just go and start the job. Hey, do you know how to get into emails? <laughs> like who's like like. Like mine. Like yours? Like I got a bunch, but I don't know what it had a Oh yeah, man, I can write you up a quick program that is going to uh sort and file and uh it's gonna keep your passwords like super protected and put it all together, but you're never gonna have to worry about the emails again. I, I just need to open them. Cool, 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 tight. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Neat. He stays. I, I nudge Odie and shift and say, see, he's nice, too. Mm, I mean, I'll, I'll bet you a hundred bucks there's a program written into that that steals his passwords. Well, I wouldn't respect him if there wasn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it'd be really funny because Carl fucking So Carl. convincing. Yeah, if you steal my shit, I'll take your head off. No, I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you just need to find me first, which would be difficult, but I mean. You're right here. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah Carl a shirt. with a rocket Look, I got you. I found you. Stealth mode. And he like hits a button and all the LEDs go out on his uh, on his clothes. But he's still completely visible. <laughs> yeah, no, you're holding yeah. it. Oh, I can't find you. I, I don't know where he went, guys. <laughs> I lost Frogger. 
kid. Great with kids. Great kid. with kids. They love that game. Shambro. The Shambro. Is that how you say it? Chumba. Yeah. The Shambro? Yeah. Oh, Chumba. <laughs> I thought you were saying like the word for friend. I totally forgot the boss's name. Oh, definitely not yeah, I don't, the word I don't, for friend. I don't think she would like that. Uh, did Shamba fill you in on the mission? Oh yeah, no. Um, you're on the homestead mission. Cool. Yeah, I'm good with. I'm good to roll with you. Did she like date your dad, or are you actually good at what you do? <laughs> There's nobody better at what I do. Didn't say no to the first part. I mean, uh, who knows? My dad, old school. This kid weighs like 10 pounds. I'm getting the van. Like, it's nuts. I'm just going to carry him around. Um, If you make right. for the exit, Lolia will stop you. Go, no, 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 no. Just one second, one second. And then, like, from behind her comes, like, fuckface. And he is, like, a little bit cowed. And she, like, pokes him. She says, do the thing. And he, like, looks like he's, like, dying inside. He's like, thank you for visiting it. If you want it, we have it. We hope you'll have an excellent day. Oh, I feel so sorry for him now. Oh, what I a so bad identify day. identify with fuckface. Shift oh. dies. Shift dies laughing. She is crying, and she just says, Lolia, oh, you're just... Thank you. Oh. Dang, fuckface, you nailed that line. He he! At that, he goes and he just walks into the back. Oh, he's a thousand percent gonna betray us. He's the big bad evil guy now. Yeah, little no did he's not. Little did we know that he had like five empathy left, and we just squashed it in one joke. <laughs> Ian, could you like put a, a portrait or a description of that character in the chat somewhere so that we have notes about him later? Hashtag Absolutely. Remember fuckface. <laughs> And whether or not he had a real name that no one will ever remember again, because I'm pretty sure nicknames stick in a place like this. That guy looks uh, way more chill than Fuckface was. Also, is he driving a Guinevere? Uh, apparently. Okay, Fuckface is a millionaire. Uh, maybe he's just leaning up against it, and his friend... It's someone else's car! Socials. He's, yeah, he's just... Taking a bunch of pictures, and then someone shows up and is like, if you don't get off my car in one second, I'll have you shot. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cyberpunk Red Homestead. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK, on Instagram and YouTube at Skyhammer Press, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash massivedamageadventures. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. We played uh, Tales from the Loop which I highly recommend everyone play. It is insanely fun. But it's in the 80s, so I had a page up of just 80s slang. As you do. I own own so many Tales from the Loop books. I also own uh, Tales from the Flood, which is the same system, except it's in high school, so you can play high school kids. I thought it was going to be a Halo game. You, You introduced me to Tales from the Loopy, and you ran it for us four years ago. That's one of my favorite game systems of all time, and one of my favorite settings of all time. Oh, Ian, you know what I have to run for you? The Alien RPG, which uses the same system. The Alien RPG is quite good. I have to run Kids on Bikes as well, because that's very excellent. I have to run. See you guys. All right, uh, so I guess I'll start the Cyberpunk game that you're definitely going to miss.
What's so upsetting was that I was like, oh, I got to play Cyberpunk. I turned to grab my controller to start playing Cyberpunk. And I was like, <laughs> nope. That's not what we're doing right now. My brain is still wanting to do it. It's like, yeah, we're playing Cyberpunk? That's over here. But this Cyberpunk has jazz hands, Ian. Go!